This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast, brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hey Hey-o. And this is Everything is Fine, a podcast dedicated to the hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. We do an episode for every episode they do. We powered through three seasons. That means we are in episode two of season four. And if you're just finding us right now, you can go back and listen to all those other ones because they're great. Whoa, we did a lot of episodes. Why wouldn't you? I mean, come on. Go start from the beginning. I didn't know what was going on. And it was a thing. (laughs) And he still doesn't. That's true. I still don't know what's going on. Kevin and I discussed uh, two weeks ago. I said, hey, have you rewatched any of the previous season to kind of refresh yourself? He goes, no. I don't think I remember any of it. I'm like, great, you can be the new Jules. <laughs> You'll just go into season new four. Jules. New yeah. Jules. New Jules. <laughs> new Jules. Yeah, so this is a podcast dedicated to The Good Place. We talk about the show. We do some cool quotes. It's a lot of fun. You can discuss things with us outside of the podcast. You can interact with us and a group of other wonderful fans called Maximum Derricks. If you go to Facebook and search, everything is fine. Because you'll find us. We're the only Good Place podcast there. It's fantastic. You can also go to Instagram and search Everything is Fine podcast. Did that right this time. And go to all other social media and go to the at sign and then do at Nerdy Things Pod or www.nerdythingspod.com if Kevin still runs the website. Yay, I do. Go me. Yay, sweet. So we... Caught up a little bit last week, you know, personal kind of stuff outside of the show. But we're going to go back to the format where we call back to last week's episode. And I'm going to ask the guys, if you were a bad place demon trying to infiltrate a good place experiment, what persona would you take on? Let's say you were shirtless guy and you needed to be not shirtless guy. Who would you be? See, See, I, I kind of think it's shirtless guy. Like, I think it's, <laughs> I think you just lean guy. into it. I think you just become shirtless guy because, sure. I mean, a different shirtless guy, sure. Hmm. But shirtless so guy shirtless definitely guy with brown hair. There. Yeah, that's how Kevin Not lives his hair. life normally. Totally. Shirtless guy. No, no one wants <laughs> to see that. But, but you know what? This is my chance to be a better, worse me. And so shirtless guy it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, okay, I would... I would be the person, I'm a demon, right? Right. But the way to fuck yeah. with them, I go along with them the entire way and let them think I'm doing it right for the whole year. Even though it would suck, I would just be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, I'm actually a good person. And at the end, just say, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm a so, fucking demon. So Jules's plan is to actually do the plan that they planned and not <laughs> right. screw it up. Great. Yeah. Good. This is good. This is good audio, Jules. Thank yeah. you. Jules doesn't know what his persona is going to be. He just knows he's not going to get mad and punch someone in the face. Right? Yeah. I mean, whatever that isn't. To be honest, I I I can't lie about this. Not punching someone in the face is a pretty good persona. I've been a demon my entire <laughs> life. I want to eat some froyo. I want to chill. This is a vacation. 
I guess that I might hate. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're a demon, you don't like those things. Like that's you're gonna punch someone in the face just because you're like, ooh, Froyo, which is the normal reaction to Froyo. Hmm. Evil Froyo. I, I, I would just be five foot nine dude that weighs about 185 pounds with medium brown hair and medium colored eyes because it would be the most inconspicuous thing I could be. I would just blend in with all of the other Janet babies. So Tim would and just then, be himself. Yeah. Tim no, that's, him. I'm way shorter than that. <laughs> and I have dark hair and <laughs> uh, we're yeah, bad demons so, so far. I've, and I've I would figured also out we're bad not demons. punch people in the face. I think okay. that's the big key to this whole deal hmm. is that we wouldn't punch people in the face. Yeah. I think the correct answer would have been anything other than punching somebody in the face yeah but the problem with it is i know for a fact i would punch someone in the face and i would probably have done it sooner than that guy did Hmm. (laughs) yep what was it like a couple days not even a day or two in yeah Yeah. legit a day yeah less than 48 hours (laughs) as soon as he brought you in you would have just been nah yep f this (laughs) and we're done here yep punch (laughs) and the other thing i would do and i know michael had mild success with this is I wouldn't be basically silent. That made her very, him very suspicious. Yeah. The fact that they just had no personality. Michael tried to have a personality when he was, you know, trying to pretend to be a good person or whatever. So I'd at least be conversational because the I think the thing you could probably do that would call the most attention to yourself in a place full of good people is not interact. You would think that most of those people are pretty interactive types. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They all went out and did things in the world. So if you're just kind of sitting back there going, yeah, no, that's fine. Give me a peppermint. I would immediately be very suspicious of you just based on that alone. Well, totally. But the whole point of this is these are people that that don't belong in the good place. So this is the opposite of that. So, Tim, are you just going to hold your microphone for the rest of this? Because it just fell in the mic. Literally I'm gonna hold fell. the whole assembly. I'm I'm gonna Great. Oh my goodness. Take a timeout here and <laughs> what happened? I'm leaving all this in too. Yeah, Kevin's not gonna cut around it. So no. yeah. Right now, Tim is the demon that Tim, Tim is the demon broke his arm. Podcast He's doing arm. a terrible a terrible job at blending in. This is episode two, man. Come on. We should have this down. Get your right shirt now. together. Yeah. <laughs> we've done millions of episodes literally we've done dozens yeah, which, of which episodes. is why this thing fell apart because mm. it's been through the mill through ton- dozens of go. millions Makes of episodes sense. what is happening all right i'm cutting this this is all right all right we're we're back after some technical difficulties <laughs> uh and so why put this off any further let's just do out of context quotes of the week jules go Hooray. Um, I ate junk food. I watched reality shows. I sometimes left H&M wearing more underpants than I had on when I came in. <laughs> That's a good one. And I only have one more. There wasn't a whole lot of quotes this time, but Uh-oh. I have one more. Okay. Well, I, well, I had about 27. Me wrong but... then. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm like a hot, blonde, wily coyote. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. Those are my two. All right. So I had a whole page full. Um, oh. I'm going to try to pick the best. Uh, he was born on third base and th- uh, thinks he invented the game of baseball. Uh, also, I earned my spot there, just like my father and his father before him. 
I didn't catch those. Shit. Oh, yeah. Right over my head. Right uh, over my head. The goo that comes out doesn't taste like, it, it doesn't taste as good as candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, there's a place better than this. I belong there. It's the best place. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one I'm going to do is uh, I wasn't getting any use out of him as a boyfriend. Why not pass him off to someone in need? <laughs> <laughs> also, bonus, maybe he cries like a stupid baby. <laughs> so you're saying that wanting to do something isn't a good reason to immediately do it? Oh, God, Jason. <laughs> Yeah, Eleanor is dope, but she keeps screwing up, and that's my thing. You wouldn't put me in charge. <laughs> nope. I, I love how self-aware he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can trust me. I routinely buried HR complaints. <laughs> oh, um, he's well, the worst. That's true about you making the mistakes, not the part where you sexualize a cartoon. <laughs> Where are my guys? Where's Scotty and Schultzy and Porcupine? Where's White Guillermo and Mexican William? What about Squirtman? <laughs> oh no, Squirtman. I was too busy laughing at that to hear the White Guillermo and Mexican William. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, because I was sitting there thinking about PJ and Squee. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. The Jacksonville Jaguars cut Blake Bortles. Oh. He's no longer on the team. I'm oh. genuinely sorry. Oh, <laughs> and I that is that been was, out of context quotes of the week. That, that hurt was the most. awful. That did. That hurt more than them breaking up. <laughs> that was pretty bad. It was, I don't know, in, in a, the grand scheme of things, the Bortles news, them breaking up or taking a break, Cheedy and Eleanor having to sever their relationship and then hook her, hook him up with somebody else. The Bortles thing might have been the most pained look on someone's face. I think we've seen the whole darn yeah, thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely All right, was. Kevin, tell us what happened in this episode, please. Oh God! So this is a continuation of the last episode. Eleanor is in charge. Should she be in charge? That's the question. Everybody's questioning Eleanor because she's a screw up. Because she's an Arizona trash bag. Uh, and so she has a pep talk with Michael. They hate the new guy because he is Trump supporter incarnate and thinks that he is the best thing ever. Uh, Chidi is sort of drifting uh what's her face is, is simone is sort of drifting uh and we're just trying to get through it we didn't even see the paparazzi guy this episode did we no not at all not even a little they mentioned him a little bit but this is them just sort of uh trying to get a handle on things and eleanor swallowing everything down and and rising above to do all right so yeah so we begin the episode it's, there's a lot that happened with this. It was kind of a, a cool arc, but we begin the episode with a team meeting, and we wonder why the Bad Places plan was so obvious, and discuss how to make Brent cry like a stupid little baby. Well, yeah. I mean, he is a big, stupid little baby. <laughs> a big little baby. A huge baby. All right. So their plan is essentially to conduct an interview segment where Brent can hear stories of other people that did amazing things and realize that his life was stupid. Like a woman who saved all of the ducks in the world. Literally. And all of the horses. All the well, ducks. Yeah, but that's a little braggy. She doesn't like to talk about the horses. Just no. the ducks. 
all yeah. of the ducks. Let's not talk about the horses. What? But what? What do we? I still don't know what we need ducks well, for. What are so ducks I'm confused. For? Which would you rather fight? A uh, hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Ducks are pretty big. Horses are bigger. <laughs> right. That's the problem. That's exactly the question. <laughs> A horse-sized duck sounds terrifying because ducks are very angry. Like, if you ever get around ducks, they're dangerous. Oh, they are. They are and they're just they're little. Awful. Pretty dangerous. But imagine what a big duck. Like, Donald Duck is a decently sized duck, but he's not a horse-sized duck. Also, he doesn't have pants on, which is just weird. Well, I would assume that the horse-sized ducks would also mm. have no pants, but maybe not a shirt either. No shirt, right. Okay. So they're... How would they wear pants, though? Would it just be the back legs, or would it be all four legs? The ducks? Ducks don't have four legs. Yeah, they only walk on two legs. Oh, the horse. Ah. Like lots of birds, Jules, they walk on two legs. So the question then becomes, do they wash those legs in the shower, or do they just let the water wash over it? (laughs) It's like water off a... It's like water off a duck's back, okay? let's Water off a horse-sized duck's back? Gotcha. (laughs) Exactly. Let's move huh. on. So Cheaty gets up there and he starts telling his story. And I love how he has to stop himself and say, wait, literally all of the ducks. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. I mean, I mean, I couldn't get over it either. How do you, how I, else? I, it's, how else would you get in the good place? If you save one duck, nobody True. cares. You got to save all I mean, of them. it could have been a thousand ducks, a million ducks. But how do you go about saving the million ducks? I mean, do these, were these people... These are Janet Derrick babies. Were they implanted with these stories and ideas or are they the best improvers in the afterlife? How How is all this working? Yeah, I definitely think that it's Janet pulling all the strings or it's like her coming up with all the individual thoughts and things. I think that's why she's like super mad that everybody keeps asking her for things for homie to keep asking for perrier like (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to run everybody's minds here and every every free thought that they're trying to have i'm a little busy right now but here's your perrier and don't even say please but here's your perrier no no (laughs) no yeah it's it's and pull up a car for you god that's the worst to go so so what you're saying jules is that these people are like in the procedural crime dramas when they grab somebody who's not a cop but as part of a situation and they put a wire on them and an earpiece and tell them what to say to get the other person to say the information that they want. Yeah. Like that terrible segment on the Ellen show. Ah, okay. This all makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. So it's funnier the second time. <laughs> Deja vu. So Jason's idea, his brilliant idea to solve Janet's chaos crisis is to create more chaos uh flash mob yeah yeah perfect yeah yeah that's what she loves right jason knows his flashes and mobs yeah she's all over it (laughs) yeah i mean he finally gets told not to do things exactly when he wants to i mean it's it's like nobody on earth ever tried to tell him that like judges or any authority type figures repeatedly tried to tell him weird yeah. yeah. Nope. No. Pretty weird. Finally learned it. We we found the change in Jason here. <laughs> finally, season be the four. Cha- be the change oh, you want to see. Finally, clicked. don't follow your impulses. Yeah. So we we find out a little bit about Brent and and how he got to where he is. I mean, it was a tough life. It wasn't the easiest. I mean, he earned his way into Stanford. 
just like his father and his father before him. And, and guys, after taking control of his parents or family's company, it only took 18 years to see a growth of 4.5% in total revenue. That is, that is literally worse than not doing anything. That is like Trump level growth there. (laughs) Business is booming. I, I think. He was consistent. I think that's what he's saying. He's a consistent <laughs> guy. No growth, no decline, little bit of growth over a large span of years. Consistency. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, he inherited billions from his dad, and after a ton of hard <laughs> nah, work, he's now nah, a millionaire. Nah, yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I feel like this character is a little pointed. Like they're definitely calling out a certain segment in this in this country, and uh, oh yeah, I wonder if they just looked at their demos and go, "We know who's watching the show. They don't care. They like this." Uh, yep, pretty much. Yeah. We're not going to offend anybody. They're not really calling it. Well, it's know, like, did you guys ever watch Veep with um Julia Louis Dreyfus? I watched like the first five or six episodes. Yeah, because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, listening to an interview with one of the writers for it, one of the guys that created the show, and in the last season. They basically like they shot it well before what happened in our actual political climate. And they were going for the most ridiculous things they could because, I mean, everything else was just so ridiculous that they went even further and reality still managed to outstripe them. It was (laughs) awful and amazing at the same time. And I feel like this is some of that where they're just going to kind of lean into it and go as ridiculous as possible. But I think... I think we're still going to be able to outpace them. Yep, for sure. Yeah, so Brent clearly doesn't get what's going on here. He calls for a car, calls for a freaking Cadillac Escalade to piece out of there, and they have to resort to more severe measures. Commence chaos sequence. And when the entire world is crumbling around you, and it's all based on parts of your life there's no other logical conclusion to draw other than you shouldn't be there no i mean really in that moment i i truly honestly i was duped i thought he got it (laughs) i i bought into it i was like this this is it we're you know two episodes in what are we going to do for the rest of the season and then no left turn uh, right out of there. Nope. Yeah, I did. I did. I agree with you. I did think he was going to get it. I'm like, okay, so this is where we kind of follow the same formula. Now, is he going to become the Eleanor? No, didn't happen because he's in the not good enough place. Yeah. He, he belongs in the best place. He belongs in the best place. And you know what? For what it's worth, I don't understand why Janet isn't wearing the sexy things that he's making her make for herself. Ooh. what was yeah. that oh that boy. was just awkward yeah yeah so ne- Oof. so he, he what's in the best well, place? you know what i'm calling it now this is how they reveal that this is the last season of the good place but it is the basically the backdoor pilot for the best place <laughs> oh well spoiler alert i'll tell you what's in the best place it's uh scotty and schultzy and porcupine White Guillermo, Mexican William, and Squirtman. Uh-huh. That's what's yeah. in the best place. You know the game. Yeah. The, the boys. You know, the crew. Oh, oh man. God. So clearly things are not going as planned. And the group is kind of uh, meeting. 
I don't know if they're meeting behind Eleanor's back, but they take the opportunity while she's not there to discuss the fact that she needs to shower and <laughs> maybe relinquish control of the experiment. I mean, geez, it's not like you'd put Jason in charge of this thing or anything. Why would you? Ooh, he even he knows that's a bad idea. Yeah. But like, how long has it been? How long have they been doing the experiment? Yeah, like a few days. days. Yeah, days. they days, have a year, two, but days. they've been doing it for a couple of days. Don't, do you yeah. think they're overreacting? I mean, I know the fate of the entire existence of everybody depends well, on this. So you're two days in. Two days. Give her a little bit more the, time. the chances of them succeeding have gone down from nine point whatever to seven point something. True. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's better than the growth rate of, uh, you know, Dipsy Doodles millions <laughs> there. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they're totally overreacting because it's day three out of 365, but they're humans they're very flawed humans, as we know, and the ones that are sticking around are probably going to overreact a little bit. I don't think Michael gave the full endorsement, you know, to it. I think Michael was a little more level-headed about it, but, you know, Jason and Tahani. And let's also face it, Jason and Tahani are pretty volatile people. Chidi yeah. was always the one that kind of kept things in check, yeah. and Eleanor usually kind of brings the group back down. So you've got the de- the former demon the reformed good hearing demon and <laughs> two crazy people who are making the decisions on this so yeah it's probably a big time overreaction and eleanor doesn't take it well i mean she's already on edge but she doesn't take it well and not even jason's logic or janet's math can make her feel any better about it she's like i'm out get me out of here yep fork this i'm out of here screw you guys Tahani, be the new leader. I'm Did any it. of you guys take a stab at what she was saying behind those fake curse words? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was I that? didn't write what them down because I, <laughs> I, I again, was laughing too much. Uh, I was. I, I was laughing too yeah, hard. Like, and the fact that they just glossed over them and, and even Michael questioned it. Yeah, I, couldn't, right. squirt box, I couldn't touch on I it. I think was the right? last one, like squirt I box. I just, what? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to put it out there to the Maximum Derricks. If you guys have any theories as to what that sentence is, we'll create a little thread for that, and you can try and translate for us. I think sure. that would be a fun little game to play. So look forward to that later on today. Um, so Michael meets Eleanor outside, and he gives one of those classic Michael honest talk inspirational speeches. I don't even think it's like Michael inspirational speeches. I felt it as like a Ted Danson <laughs> kind of speech. I was like, he's talking to her. Like he's just, I don't know. It's just his, you know, the way he talks, you know, his demeanor, his face just gives you like that reassuring, like it's going to be okay. And I'm like, that's more than just Michael. <laughs> I was like, I would, I want, I would want him to give me right. one of those talks in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm, but how many okay. times has Michael done this gotcha. over the course of the show where he pulls someone aside right. and just says, exactly what needs to be said and amongst uh, amidst all the panic that he has and all all of the insecurities that he has he always seems to be able to get right down to it and he'll say hey you're looking at this the wrong way you can't quit this isn't like your other bs that you did that your bullshit in real life this is real life bro you need to take care of business this time and mm -hmm. it's that reason that you can do this because only a girl from arizona can actually pull this off and so it's interesting. I, I think he's doing that more out of habit than anything else now, because if you think about it over the course of this, he's done that 800 plus times right. at a bare minimum. 
because he's had that talk at least once in every iteration. So it's second nature to him. You know, he can he can cut through and tell what will hurt. So he knows what will help. So this is like all of the humans getting better by just practicing good deeds and it becomes habit. This is kind of his thing. He knows how to, yeah, exactly. to talk people through things, talk people off ledges, get them to admit that they're hot, blonde, wily coyotes and that they can just blow things up over and over again. But it's the thousand and first idea that's going to catch the roadrunner. So you never know. Yeah, she's back, yeah. baby. And she and Michael go to tell Brent that his suspicions are 100 percent right. Even though he's downing lobster beside the craziest Bloody Mary I've ever seen. Did you guys notice that? There was yeah, like what was that? 75 Jesus. celery stalks in there. Whose sunglasses were those on the table, too? Those were like Jackie O sunglasses. If if they were his, good on him. They were fabulous. But I don't yeah, know. No. My guess is he asked Janet to wear them. Mm, probably. Oh, yep. That's it. And they conveniently yep. got left behind. Um, Weird. So, lo and behold... Brent decides he's going to crush this good deeds contest so that he can once again obtain diamond elite status in the afterlife. And then somebody drops their fork and just, yeah, he's going to start doing good things for everybody. Write this down. I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's going to get really Dude, annoyed. I feel like he's he's already kind of annoyed. Holding the door open, even the second good deed, I feel like he's already annoyed yeah. with doing it. And I don't know if he's going to keep know. it up. He's, he's going it up to pretty well. The episode it's so here's, here's the thing with guys like Brent and I was watching this. I'm like, man, this is such a, a, I don't know if it's a cliche. I don't know what it is, but Kevin, you know, we sell to people, you encounter people like oh, yeah. this where you encounter people that have more money than they know what to do with and are also somehow really dumb. Yeah. But it's because these people have been hmm. raised with the sole purpose of making money and they're told when somebody tells you what to do to make money, you forsake all other things and you do it. Yes. So if someone looks at you in the face and says, you can get diamond elite status if you win this contest of doing good deeds, all you have to do is good deeds. He is not going to think about anything else but good deeds for well, Yeah, quite it's a, a single-minded focus because he only has the single mind. Exactly. That's it. Oh, Yep. So this is a, a good start in the direction that, that they're going. Uh, but but now we have to go yeah. witness Jason and Janet and she's got to have real talk. And you know what? They're on a break. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not really cool with that. I love them. Sad face. I, I, Sad face. At least she didn't say I'm breaking up with you. She yeah. said, listen, I got too much going on right now. It's not you. It's oh. me. I've got too much happening. Oof. Triggered. Oof. Oof. But legit, she can't handle this relationship right now. And no. who's to say that when it's all over that they won't get back together? But just Jason right now. You can't Derek? Do it. You're not easy. I love she's so. You're not easy. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. No, he's kind of a pain yeah. in the butt. And then she has to tell him the Blake Bortles uh, was cut and Jason is dead again. So we're going to move on from that. That's the <laughs> that knife. Crushed him. She just that twisted crushed it. Crushed him. Uh, that was the worst. Twisted it and second knife. So Michael mm -hmm. and Eleanor discuss her kind of refound confidence 
Uh, she's so optimistic about everything. Uh, she doesn't even believe that Michael had a breakdown the first day. She's like, nah, man, this was just all part of your master plan. And uh, of course it was, right? Of course. Yeah. So yeah. they have to go on to the next great plan, which is explaining to her ex-love of her life that his soulmate is his ex-girlfriend, even though those two have no idea any of that other stuff is true. But that's got to be tough for her. That's got to be the worst. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. But, yeah. I don't but, know. I mean, when Ugh. the other party has gone cuckoo bananas, which is a specific architect term, it's very important that you tell the, the, the other soulmate that that's who their soulmate is. Because it's the only way to solve a cuckoo bananas problem. I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, we see Chidi trying to work it through. But, like, if somebody in the afterlife told you yeah this person is your soulmate and like yeah he chidi totally believes this is the afterlife chidi totally believes this is a good place somebody tells you that this is your soulmate you're gonna try and make it work you're gonna try and make it whatever especially after what chidi said he's never really fallen in love so it's like well this is the time to do it yeah, he's he's excited this by the, the prospect he, he is yeah. and and chidi was always excited about the prospect of soulmates he did the same thing with Eleanor, but when Chidi goes to talk to Simone, this interaction was very unoriginal Chidi-like. He calls her out on her crap. He's very confident. He's very charming. He's very direct, and he's all in on this situation. And this is more of the Chidi that we got later on like remember the end of last season we were saying how Chidi was almost like a different person he was able to make decisions all this other kind of stuff and yep, it yeah. almost seems like that Chidi so one of two things either this is an oversight on the writer's part and they're still writing improved Chidi or that essence all of that learning all of that growth that he did and that they did through each of the reboots somehow sticks with them even though they don't remember it huh because um, there's no way original Chidi it's does in there somewhere. that scene. There's just, there's just no way. The abs and all that stuff, everything's <laughs> in there. It's Chidi. <laughs> it's Chidi now. It's in his subconscious, yeah. He's still a chili baby. I don't know. Oh, God. Still a chili baby after all <laughs> these years, after all these episodes. Oh, but while this is going on, you got Jason, who's truly heartbroken, and he can't ask Janet for the things that he needs to get over it. And you know what? Drinking champagne, listening to Alanis at Adele's house doesn't seem to be on the table either. So what the heck is anybody going to do? I, I don't. That's that's what I, I thought they were going to make out. Like, <laughs> I, I thought too. Jason was going to kiss her through a misunderstanding or something. Yep. And then Jason's Derek was going to see it. And then Derek. Yeah. Day's going to Derek up the whole thing. But yeah, that was one of my. <laughs> Tahani's name drops have been on point this season. They've definitely yeah. been coming fast and furious, but that was one of my favorites ever. Mm -hmm. Just like, whenever I broke up, it was Champagne and Alanis. No, not not the actual singer. We just listened to her, her music at my friend Adele's house. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, they took you in a sideways so one for that one. So, yeah, Simone and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and Chidi got their thing going on. Brent, he's got his thing going on. I mean... Everything's working. I mean, is this what it feels like to donate bras to Goodwill when you just kind of give yourself away to other people? 
<laughs> I guess. Exactly. Yes. We all know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Eleanor's sure. given up herself. She's giving Chidi to, to his ex. She's just, you know, doing everything she can for the cause. It's got to be what it's like when you just take your bra off and bring it down to goodwill and say, here, let someone else have this stinky old thing. We... We also didn't really mention that Michael did that whole crying thing and the whole mental breakdown thing on purpose. That's why, like, last episode we mentioned, like, oh, he seemed, like, super fine. Now he seems super fine and super, like, about everything. It's because he faked his, like, breakdown and he needed the human to do it. So, like, it, is that okay for Michael that. to do? No, he didn't fake it. I don't it. know. He was going along with Eleanor's did. thing. No. No, yeah. no, I think he faked it. No. I think he did. You could see I think the look realized, on his face. Hmm. So who's his nemesis? It's if we actor. look at this from the point of view that Michael didn't change, right? Let's assume he didn't, which he did. But if he didn't, his nemesis is Eleanor. She's the one that keeps defeating every system she's put up against. Literally every time she is backed up against something, she is the one that figures it out. Every time she's the catalyst. So I think he did exactly that. I think he recognized that she was the only way they were going to get through this. Nothing he could do could make this work. Well, and and they have one year. They don't have thousands of years or however long we figured out they were in that time loop where they reset. And only one try times. Yeah. He needs her. He needs whatever spark she can bring to this. That's the trick. That is how this is going to work. I think that you guys and Eleanor are giving him way too much credit, but I hope we find out the true answer on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he can see and taste and feel in like That's 10 true. different That's dimensions. True. He's always 16 steps ahead. I mean, what, He's what was playing it? like nine dimensional chess. When he was given that speech where they were supposed yeah. to hide under the train before, they picked up on what four clues and he gave 320 of them or something like that. So it was 2000. It was over 2000 clues. Yeah, something like that, something crazy. Uh, so also, no Derek this episode. No. Man, every time nope. there's an episode with no Jason Mansukis, I get a little bit sad. I, everybody does, honestly. Sad. But mm. one thing we do know is that the person who gave up the most in this whole thing was Cheaty, because he gave up dead ash. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging, bro. I cannot. It's the code. It's the code. It's Fremula. the code. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a good episode. I have to say, because we, we talked about this last time. I don't like any of these characters. Brent is just my nemesis right now in life. He's every person yes. that I really just hate on a daily basis i know i shouldn't be hating anybody but it's it's the people that i meet yep. daily that i go oh you're the worst so there's him simone is crazy although you know whatever we didn't really get much into to, to the other one so the only one i'm rooting for is cheaty so halfway through this episode i'm like dude it's more brent being a jerk and and simone's still crazy and then they they kind of took it back and and we were back into the old good place where Michael was helping people figure stuff out and Eleanor was gaining confidence and Jason was learning lessons and Tahani was helping Jason through it and and Team Cockroach was all working together again and I really felt like this one kind of ended mm -hmm. on an upswing and it took what was an episode and a half for me of kind of meh 
which I haven't ever experienced in the good place before and took me right back into where I feel like, all right, now we're back on track. Now I can see where this season's going to go. Now I can see that this is going to be good and funny and live up to my grand expectations. But but can you really see well, where no, this season's going to go? Next episode, they're going to throw like... They're going to throw like 20 <laughs> wrenches into everything. This is going to be great. This is fine. This is working okay. We kind of know what's going on. And then we keep getting thrown different things and something's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know what could happen. And that's still like wild that in a TV show where it's the last season, they should be like wrapping it up. They should. We should kind of know the trajectory, but we still don't know what could happen because they could still keep us guessing. They could do the, the spin off of the <laughs> right, better well, player place or the best. So this place. is a show that's interesting <laughs> to me because I don't feel like there are filler episodes. And, and I find sure, that to be yeah, a little yeah. weird because even hour long shows that are, you know, eight or 13 episodes a season have filler episodes. This show has some filler scenes, sure, but like the episode overall is never anything to complain about. I right. never walk away going, that didn't move the story. I usually walk away, even here we are four seasons in, going, ah, oh, shit, where are they going? Right. Like, how did they make that turn? Yep. No, no idea really where the storyline's going. I, ju I just see it's going to a good place again, but I absolutely uh -huh. no oh, guess as it. to where it's actually going. And yeah, Kevin, to your point, like if I go mm -hmm. through my breakdown here scene by scene, the scene with Tahani and Jason is literally the only scene that doesn't really advance the plot. Yeah. That's it. And that was a th that's, that's really it. 30 to 45 second scene on a 22 minute episode every other yep. minute. It, something is happening that's moving this thing forward. And that's why maybe if they didn't do that, they'd be able to go for seven seasons. But they're just so good <laughs> that, yep. you know, so much information on each season and, and everything progresses so fast. So, yeah, great, great episode. So excited about where things are going. Jules, we got a fun review on iTunes. If, if you guys out there haven't reviewed us we yet, did. we'd love to hear your feedback. It's fun to hear good things about ourselves. <laughs> all right okay so i'll read off i'll read off the good thing that uh chelsea nelson said from the united states of america um to give us five stars which is the maximum number of stars that you can give us as well on itunes it's if like you're listening diamond on elite iTunes stars or oh, they use stars i thought yeah, it was Derek's. diamond yeah <laughs> that's five the Derek's. maximum Derek's. okay <laughs> five uh party emojis um this podcast is great I listened to all of the official Good Place podcast hosted by Mark Evan Jackson, and I was looking for another Good Place-related podcast to listen to while I'm at work since I've been re-watching all of the episodes at home. I tried a couple, including this one, and this is the one I've stuck with so far. I've just finished all of their episodes for season one. I just love that this podcast is so full of positive enjoyment of the show and its cast and crew. The guys are cool and their style and sense of humor and whatnot all completely work for me, so I've really enjoyed it. I especially like the inclusion of the actor news segments and the course and of course the quotes of the week are always fun. Overall, I definitely recommend giving this podcast a listen. Thank you, Chelsea Nelson. Hopefully you'll get to this episode sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> but thank you. And yes, uh everybody listening right now has done has made the best choice in their life. Yeah, to stick that's with us. that's our hope. And Jules and I just lost about two hundred good place points each for our narcissism. <laughs> oh yeah, we're great. 
There's go- there there goes mine. <laughs> All right. This has been Everything is Fine, a good place podcast. We thank you guys so much for joining us. You can review us on iTunes or any other place that allows you to review this podcast. You can find Just us. Just yell it out into the void. Do That's that fine. too. Janet will pass, pass it along. Everything is fine. Derek will come up and he'll be like, Derek, five Derek's because you're the best. And you can find us Derek. at Everything is Fine Podcast you're on Instagram, at Nerdy Things Pod on all social medias, or www.nerdythingspod.com and the Facebook discussion group where all the Maximum Derricks live. Uh, they just they just keep coming back for more, and we love it. The community is one of the one of the greatest things. It's the greatest thing that came out of this podcast. We didn't really expect uh, to have that kind of thing when we started it, so we're, we're really happy that you guys joined us. And Feel free to come yeah. back next week. Uh, but for now, have a great rest of your week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey, listener. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground.